0: Three plus one, the podcast. Three plus one is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes
1: uplifts. So, welcome back to part two of our interview with Perry Meeks yo, yo. of BET's Ink, Paper, Scissors. Oh, yes. So, Perry, we're so glad that you could take some time out of a very busy schedule to join us. And I know that any of our listeners can find you on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook uh, you at hashtag DonaldPerryFunk. Yes, sir. And a lot of that funk... Mm-hmm. has to do with your career in the music industry. Right. So tell us a little bit about, we've seen you on the reality show as a master stylist and barber. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about your work as an entertainer.
2: Okay, you know, I have deep music roots. Everybody knows I'm from Memphis. It's the birthplace of rock and roll. You know, it's the home of the blues, the type of thing. So, like, around Memphis, it's nothing but music. It's almost like if you don't grow up singing or playing an instrument, they behead you. It's just like everybody does it. And so like, I don't know, you know, my family is church musicians, you know, like grew up in the church. Uh, You know, most black people grew up learning how to sing in the church if you're a musician out there. Hey, how you doing? I know your story. (laughs) So, um, but you know, a lot of people don't know, uh, a lot of people meet me as a barber, so they don't know I have that music side too. But you'd be surprised to find out that I sing background for a lot of people like Fantasia, Chaka Khan. Uh, Kiki Wyatt, just a lot of people. I don't know, I'm not one of those name-dropping people,
1: but I've been in the industry for a long time as far as the music is concerned. With your experiences as a musician, I know you, I don't want you to talk about any negative experiences, but tell us what has been your best experience in terms of people that maybe you sang back up for or that you've been able to perform with. Give us your best performer or celebrity or musician that you've worked with, the person who just really, just really won your heart. You know what? Uh, I would have to say Shakira
2: Khan because she has so many layers to her. She's a mama. She's really sweet, but she also has that tick where she'll go off on you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I have a really funny story. We were in Birmingham, and uh, in her contract, she has in her contract where if you want to take pictures with her, she has to have that in writing. Okay. And there's only so many people that she'll do it with. She don't want to take pictures of everybody. She's not going to take pictures of all the fans and stuff like that. You know she's a diva at this age. So uh, the mayor had in the the contract that he wanted to take pictures with her but you know how black people do Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna take the picture with you let's take the picture well oh cousin cousin come right quick you know what I'm saying that type of thing Uh, let me can you get one with my wife can you get that oh my uh, my assistant over there can you get a picture with him right quick and she shut it down she was like if you don't get this mother bleep bleep out of my face oh my god this was not in my contract and I love that element of her because she can be so sweet you know when she's on stage she shows every tooth in her mouth out. She she's <laughs> smiling and grin and stuff like that and a lot of people don't know she got the other side you
1: know so ha- is shaka one of your musical influences she is she is a
2: lot I, I, I do when usually when i do my set if i do a set somewhere i do uh tell me something good Ooh. you know it's one of I my, my favorite song. favorite favorite ones to do because can you, you give, give us a, a little
0: sample yeah oh my
2: god y'all got to pay me for this yeah if you want to hear me sing, come to Soul Session. So,
1: we're definitely going to be there. So, February the 15th at oh, Negro yeah. Village in Atlanta.
0: Uh-huh. Where?
1: Negro Village. Negril. Negril. Oh. oh, my
0: God. I <laughs> said, so did fast. he say Negro Village? <laughs> <I mean,
1: you laughs> Where the Negroes collect together? Like <laughs> I didn't <yeah. laughs> did say Negro. I said Negril. Negril. <laughs> <But it's>, Negril. <laughs> Negril. Uh, they have great food, and it'll be even better singing it's on February the Fifteen. Yeah. So this is another great question that kind of comes to mind when you talk about your time on the reality TV show, Ink, Paper, Scissors. Mm. What has been the biggest lesson you've learned from your stint in reality TV? Um, You know, when you're on reality TV, it is so weird
2: because you get to see yourself from the outside looking in. And a lot of people don't really get that opportunity. So, um, you know, I learned a lot about myself like... Sometimes I'm more passive than I should be. You know what I'm saying? I'm not as assertive as, as, as I should be, especially with people I love because I don't want to hurt their feelings. But, you know, in season two, I've learned that I ain't going to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you come across a little weaker than you really are. You know what I'm saying? When are you guys going to start recording season two? I can't tell you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It but could be happening right now. It could, it be could have already right happened. Now. It could have already happened. You know what I'm saying? But look to see see us sometime this summer.
0: Okay, so Perry, what was the best thing about being on a reality television program?
2: The best thing about being on reality TV is the platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get to do so many things with the platform. You get to, like, you know, sell product line. You get to, uh, and I, I really feel like in today's age, that's what everybody's striving to be is on a reality TV show. Because, you know, you see people like on the house are, like, Minnie Lee, she got a clothing line out now. She's on, like, game shows. She's on, like, all. It's just the visibility. You know, that's what everybody needs. Anybody who has any dreams to do anything, not even entertainment. I don't know if you sew clothes or whatever, you want the visibility, you want the platform so you can be seen so your business can thrive
0: perry you gonna invite so me a, on the episode sure you're gonna make sure i'm on uh a, a, a scene well, with you gonna have to come up there and get your hair cut you ready to get you cut these beautiful curls off oh i'm not cutting my hair, hair off. off. Ooh, <laughs> we might be able to do one of those little shaved in the back things where it's uh, like yeah. a little triangle hey, but i ain't cutting off too. all my hair lord i but ain't ten, that you're hair. welcome
2: to come up there You know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that a lot of the fans come up there to see me all the time to get a haircut just because they're curious to see if you can walk in that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And if there's a real reality show, we are really in there cutting hair and making money. It is not a set. We are really in there hustling. And uh, you'll see a lot of that on the show this season too.
0: Okay, but that sounds like some major benefits to being on the show, but what would you say would be the worst thing about being on a reality television show?
2: Well, the worst thing is that your privacy is taken away. You know what I'm saying? All of us want our little secret moments, but when you wake up with the camera in your face, it's like you can't hide from anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, you're um, scrutinized on social media for things that people think that they see, but it's not really going on, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to have these little Twitter fights and all this other stuff trying to defend your integrity, you know? Uh, Because people, like, don't realize that the reality shows are chopped up. You know what I'm saying? They can make something seem like what it's not. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just piecing it together. Probably like we're going to edit this uh, radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Didi wants everything edited
0: out. Um, But as far as reality television goes, outside of the show that you're actually on, what would you consider your favorite reality television program? And who is your favorite reality television personality?
2: Oh, my God. I'm going to get in trouble for this, but... I love the Atlanta housewives. I do, and my favorite one, dun 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 dun, is Kenya. Ooh, ooh. I love what? Kenya. A lot of people get mad at me for that, but I love her because it doesn't matter what she do. She can know she wrong, and she'll still argue to the point where, like, damn.
0: Was she right? Kenya is
2: a whole know. mess. No, right? Kenya's a mess. She is so smart and so intelligent. You know, you gotta give it to her. She can talk her way out of the deepest hole in the world uh, and make you second guess your opinion about it. Uh, Kenya ain't gonna make, make me second smart. guess anything. I love smart people. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite thing about her. And then she's a the black stallion. She's
0: beautiful. Actually, the stallion on the show is my favorite, which is Portia. Portia dude. is a stallion. A like dude. She's the epitome of what a stallion is. Didi, do did you need a definition of a stallion too? No. Oh, he's upset because his favorite character is Phaedra, and Phaedra Lyna of is off
1: the show. The most intelligent. Oh my god. The most
0: intelligent. Phaedra Lied. got Phaedra caught up in a big Big the star
1: in...
2: The history of reality. Well, let me let me clear Phaedra's name because please
1: t- do since I'm on reality
2: TV I can say that the jury is still out on her being a, a liar because sometimes in production like I just said I just got through saying this things can seem like on TV what they're not you know what I'm saying so sometimes like if you put in a situation you can seem like a liar uh, but that's really not the truth they
1: it's, it's pieces that the audience does not see okay would you ever do a different reality program? So let's say that, you know, <laughs> it, BET may decide not to have a season 3, but I'm certain they will. The show is too, mm-hmm. really to me, I think it's too popular not to mm-hmm. continue its course. But would you, if you got an offer from another reality program, would you do it? Um, I've been asked
2: to do another reality show before. I would do
1: one if it suited uh, the, what I stand for. Can you tell us what that other one was? You can't. No, I can't. Okay.
0: Well, speaking of reality, um, television shows, you know our girl Cardi B came up from um, a reality television show. I am a fan of the Love & Hip Hop series. We talked about that on our last podcast. Um, And basically, Cardi is in the news because... Someone was basically said that she looked like she was gaining a little weight and Cardi B responded and said, "No bitch, I'm just getting fat. Let me fat in peace." <laughs> and said, you know what? If I've never agreed with Cardi B in a statement before, I've agreed with this statement yeah, right here. Yeah, like, yeah. women's weight fluctuates. I am definitely a fluctuating yeah. weight type of person. Some days I'm like, maybe I'll be big fine Twitter. And other days I'm going to be thick and fit. But I understand that. Stop yeah. trying to tell people they gaining the weight. Don't ask them if they're pregnant. They'll let you know. Let bitches be fat and peace. True. I'm going
2: to tell you, I got the opportunity to meet Cardi and it is she says anything and I'm going to tell you the thing about it is like she does not care what anybody has to say about her she is real she knows who she is and I think that's wonderful at such a young age mm-hmm. to just be like you know just out there like I'll, that sure show yourself 25, 25 I believe yeah uh, and she's just like the epitome of realness and I think that's what's making her win right now because people respond to that she's the people's choice right now you know I'm not a fan I can't say I'm a fan of her rap music Or her hip hop, or whatever. The only
0: song I know is Bodak Yellow.
2: Yeah. But see, the thing about it is, it's not really the music, it's her likability. And I tell people that all the time.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Likeability gets you so much further than even your talent or your knowledge or anything. I just explained the reason.
0: You was the reason, bitch. I don't need to (laughs) explain myself to you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's Cardi B I love it okay so
0: that clip he just showed was from one of the reunion shows and she was arguing with no maybe like a year or two I don't Mm -hmm. know like two seasons ago I just Um, just saw it it came across my timeline just
1: the other day and I said who is this
0: she was arguing with her ex producer's girlfriend the girlfriend was accusing her of like cheating with a producer or something and then Cardi was calling her out on the show and that's why she was yelling like that
2: Don't play my girl. I'm here for it. I love Cardi B. You cannot like this personality.
0: I, I, I think don't the personality, know her personality is so loved because she's unfiltered and unapologetic, yes. and a lot of people strive to be unapologetic in their lives, but things hold them back. Oh, they're yeah. so worried about what other people think or yeah. an image that they're trying to display, and so I think people are envious of Cardi B just because she's unapologetic as hell and she yeah. lives her life as exactly how she wants to live it. She says what she wants to say. She talks how she wants to talk money and all of that yeah. different stuff. Like oh, that's yeah, Cardi, yeah. and she's not going to apologize for. It. And I think people resent her because they can't live their lives like that.
1: I don't I don't really have a huge opinion one way or the other about Cardi B. I did enjoy some of her songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I... That goes kind of back to what we talked about in episode one about the Grammys. Yeah. Cardi B is probably the musical success story of the year, mm-hmm. but to have gone unrecognized at the Grammys, to me is tragic in addition to that she had the number one hit of the summer really of the year and she dethroned Taylor Swift from her number one perch spot and that's a big deal in and of itself in it's an true. industry that's so geared behind but Taylor I'll Swift tell you why, and people like Taylor Swift not only did she not get recognized at the Grammy but when she performed she performs with a man and does his song that speaks further to why the That's Grammys true. are down. And but why I feel the, like the Cardi, B, Cardi
2: B didn't get awarded because she too new to the game. It would have been a slap in everybody else's faces that have put time in.
1: And I agree with you, Perry. But look, at, look, I get that if she was going up for a Lifetime Achievement Award. But the Grammys are about one year in music. From the beginning of the grammy season to the end of the grammy season and if you only look at it from their perspective it's about the work that was done that year it's about was lemonade a better album in that year or was 25 a better album of that year I hear it's that. not about the body of work beyonce completed or the body of work adele completed the same thing goes for uh cardi b was mm-hmm. that body of work for that one year, i mean was that album that song that was it better the competitors for that crop not for to be that body and i feel like she was cheated well i I don't even know her like that right like i think a lot of people are supporting cardi b because they know her for what is the reason shmoney uh i'm just getting fat let me fat in peace i don't i don't know any of that because i don't watch love and hip hop i feel like
2: i feel like it's very business to box it into numbers you know what I'm saying? Because it's basically what it is. Who made the numbers? But it's it's very, I don't know, unattached to not consider the emotion that went behind it, the sweat and tears that went behind it, the people that toured all year, or the people who just got popular on social media overnight. But don't they all do that? No, they don't all do that. You know what I'm saying? Some people get popular on social media, on a reality show or something like that, and they're like an overnight success.
1: Was Cardi B
0: an artist before the reality show? Like, she was, but she, she was She was wasn't an there. artist. She wasn't, known though she wasn't known all of that is irrelevant because the song of the year was actually crew by gold link but a lot of people don't know that song well a lot of people do know that song but it yeah. wasn't recognized in white america and that's why it wasn't on i don't know that song you don't listen to stuff i'm that's- gonna look
1: at it. i'm gonna listen tonight though a-
0: the crew by gold link was the song of the year all right now let's move so on. so speaking of
1: song of the year we now have maybe the baby of the year Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylie Jenner has given birth uh, at age 20. The 20 year old reality star and beauty mogul gave birth to <laughs> a beautiful baby girl on February the
0: 1st. As she had. Cons- what did you call her? I laughed at Beauty Mogul, but go ahead.
1: That is what People Magazine has deemed her in this article. Uh, She confirmed it on Instagram on Super Bowl Sunday. The little girl weighed in at a hefty eight pounds, nine ounces, and arrived at 4.43 p.m. This is the first child for Kylie Jenner and boyfriend artist Travis Scott. So we're not not here for it. That's the only thing I'm going to say.
0: I don't. I do not represent, not even represent, I need to take that out. I do not care for, support, acknowledge the Kardashian family. And that's all I'm going to say about it.
1: So, you know, I get what you're saying. Many people are not, they're over the Kardashians. I, I don't, I've never watched one single solitary episode. Neither have
0: I, never will of I. Of Keeping
1: The Kardashians. But I do appreciate what they represent as a true American success story, and I also rep- I also support the fact that they have built a brand
0: American success story. They got famous because Kim Kardashian was popping that thing on a, a video with Ray J. Are you it kidding? It depends me? on
2: what your success is. You know what I'm saying like I think that they're successful because I they were they are
0: successful but he made it seem like it was some American dream American success they worked hard for sis got naked and was popping that kitty cat and became famous because of that she's famous for dating sleeping with and messing with black men and now all and of a so sudden it's like oh we what love this prostitute
2: Ooh. do you know that have accomplished that much that's
0: because no them other prostitutes didn't have mamas that were managers
1: Tazzy, I don't think it's fair for you to accuse any Kardashian of prostitution. I don't think that's what they do or what Wait they do. Wait a minute! Did.
0: I don't think I ever said that they were prostitutes. You
1: said no other prostitute. has He talked
0: it. about prostitutes. It's just
2: because they didn't sell it. Does not make them a prostitute. They they didn't get the money off of it. Does not make. That does not say that they. Many didn't.
1: celebrities use their physical attributes and features to further their careers. But their vagina. Mm. We. You should have seen that. I don't know if that video was like even something that was publicly. <laughs> oh yes, we saw her Well, I was in
0: high school when that video dropped.
1: I can't believe you're watching such things in high school. Yeah. <laughs> but we need that's why we need net neutrality and censorship <laughs> So um, in the first place. Just let me fat in peace. <laughs>
0: They really got famous off of some sex tapes, and so, Chris just happened to be a great manager.
1: But isn't but again, it's, what does that say? The fact that she was able to manage out these issues, manage up her daughters, take—I think that's something that women can be proud of. That this mom did this. And built a financial empire for her daughters. You built a a financial
0: empire off of your daughter's vaginas. How proud
2: can you be of that? How proud can you you be be of that?
0: How proud can you? be? It is worse than the kids. You really built a financial empire off of pimping your daughters out low key. Go get with this famous black man. Oh, you gonna make a sex tape? All right, let me spin it and sell it. Like what? That's exactly how I believe.
1: I believe that. Chris you don't Jenner believe anything,
0: y'all. Didi believes and dreams. And,
1: and took the reality of her daughter's lives and said, "This is funny. This is entertaining, and this could actually be something that people may be interested in." So when she you says, look, "My daughter's a hoe," and she makes my. I thing. don't. Th- yeah. Has, has Chris Jenner ever said that her daughter was a whore?
0: She's not going to call them <laughs> whores because they make they running her up the check like she's getting coins.
1: When I when I my I'm favorite, not going to
0: offend the talent. Are you kidding me? My
1: favorite Jenner is Kendall. Jenner, she's a phenomenal model. She's the
0: only normal one that is not culture she's also a culture vulture. The rest of them are culture so vultures, she's also a and it's Scorpio. disgusting to Free. me. You're culture vultures
1: because she's a Scorpio. I mean, again, she I, I don't think I think that she said this is what I want to be. I want to be a model, and her mom put energy behind her to help her make that happen.
0: I don't think like
2: it's fair that she's a model because she's kind of constructed.
1: I think she's a beautiful
0: young
2: woman, she's made to be beautiful. Have you seen her before pictures?
0: I, they no. all are made to look that way. Those before pictures are Kendall scary hey, as hell. Done,
1: Kendall are you serious? I
0: know. The only reason I know. you don't think that is because the rest of them went and got their asses done, their titties done, their lips done. She's the only one that has just gotten facial features yeah. fixed. They, the rest of them have gotten bodies fixed
1: augmentation. And perhaps butt implants She's had the fake stitch. Kim
0: Kardashian is built like an ant And it disgusts me Because yeah, she has yeah, those little tiny disgusting. legs And she put that big old fake booty on the back of it I cannot stand that The thighs and the booty should match And whoever y'all's doctor is should be sued All that money they got And he can't even put no fat into your thighs So it matched that fake ass I'm disgusted with that family yeah. Now we're moving on because I don't want to talk about them anymore. Either. I threw my pen because I'm over them. Dime. Let's go, Dee. What's next?
2: Please go to the next subject.
1: Yes. You're getting mad. <laughs> oh my. So in this kind of bonus episode this week, because we had so much to talk about and so many things to say, we definitely want to spend a little bit more time interviewing Perry and then we're gonna go into the Best of Us, and then our Up, Down, and The Clown of the Week. And then talk about of course the products <laughs> that we love. So Perry, I know you can't tell us whether or not you are filming season two or if you film season two, but can you tell us whether or not there's a special lady or young man in your life?
2: Um, I can't say, but I will say that I always have something happening.
1: Okay, i don't
0: oh, think- like that. How about the U session?
1: Always asking to happen. So from there it goes into uh, the best of us, and this week we have two best of us to share because we didn't unfortunately share the first best of us at the conclusion of episode one, and the first best of us comes from the first part of this episode, and that is Black History Month yes. so I am about celebrating Black History Month in it's full entirety yes. really again 365 days of Black History mm-hmm. but the joy of Black History Month is that it's a time for everyone regardless of race, color or creed to come together and then really acknowledge the accomplishments of African Americans to the fabric of our nation specifically on those African American heroes that may be unheard of, unheralded, and un. Song, and it has been a true joy and a pleasure to see on so many social media platforms the accomplishments of lesser known African American contributors mm-hmm. to history, mm-hmm. like Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler, Otis Boykin, Boykin uh, Banyard Rustin. So many people that have gone on heralded, and to, it's so great to see it. Now, this is to me the best of us. Not the best of us are some of the jokes that have kind of evolved from Black History Month where you have people, you know, making memes and gifts and things that, you know, are meant to be like plays on Black History and I get it, you know, there this can be very serious very weighty, but this celebration of our culture deserves all the seriousness and all the gravity that we can put behind it because for so long we've had to deal with other cultures and other people putting us down that we should not partake in that and support it, so again celebrating Black History Month represents the best of us.
0: Black 365!
1: Yeah, I think so too. I'm
2: the it's really unfortunate. I feel like black people have a party for every little thing. You know, we have a party for somebody's, I don't know, baptism. We have somebody a party for somebody's, like, <laughs> whatever. But in Black History Month, I feel like we should be cooking out, we should be barbecuing, we should be having house parties, we should be doing all that other stuff all month long. But we don't. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, a void is there with us during the month. Have you been to a black history party at somebody's house?
0: I think it's because wow, we got a, a great, cold month. A Think February is very cold. If Black History Month was all of July, I think people would be turned up and lit twenty four seven.
1: Our very first three plus one podcast meetup will happen on March the eleventh. Mm-hmm. At the Seven Stages Theater off Euclid Avenue in Atlanta mm-hmm. at the outlet. the outlet, and so maybe that could be a time to you know celebrate mm-hmm. or maybe have a mini party or something. Something to think about, we kind of mull it over. Mm-hmm. Definitely next year, we I think we should arrange a Black History Month party, some party. kind of party or or. We, or and event. you should do something like everybody bring a fact about Black History. It I
2: should mean. be something
1: like that. I agree. Mm-hmm. We're going to definitely do a Black History post of the day mm-hmm. starting tomorrow on the three plus one podcast, Instagram, and on our 3 Plus 1 Twitter. So, from there, from the best of us, we now go into our second best of us, the best of us for our episode 2 happened last night in the episode of America's heartwarming, heart-wrenching, heart-touching This Is Us. Mm. Tazzy Mm -hmm. and Perry, both of you love this program. So, so tell us, we'll we'll start with Tazzy.
0: So, (laughs) Like like I said yesterday um... Did you cry? I did. I did you cry? No, I did
1: not I to I shed not one
0: tear. I cried because I, I was with... Wrong. I feel like the environment I was in contributed to it. We were at a Super Bowl party. I was at a Super Bowl party with friends. And it was just a bunch of guys there that didn't watch the show. So we left the Super Bowl early so that we can get to a home where it was just us so we could be serious about watching This Is Us. We got there and watched it. We knew Jack was going to die. And I think... Mandy Moore really showed that you know what I, bitch, I'm acting yeah. and I'm acting well. I would agree to that. Oh my God. She
2: acted her ass. All
0: season, like, I've yeah. been like, damn, Mandy, I can't stand you. I'm not a fan of Rebecca. Yeah. But in that moment, when she walked in to that uh, ho- little hospital room, hospital room. and so, um, you saw the reflection of yeah. Jack Land in that bed, first yeah. of all, I'm in school right now getting my master's uh, for film and television. So the cinematography of that scene was oh, yeah. beautiful.
1: It was dope.
0: It was amazing. The fact that they oh. had had Him in the reflection, and they never showed his body. Made it even more powerful because you saw him, and you and her reflection was right next to it. You could see her and those emotions. Mandy, I has, love the
2: flashback moment. Yes, Did you see that flashback moment. Oh, yeah,
0: Every It, yeah. it all was just amazing. Mandy yeah. acted her ass off, like give her all the awards for that scene alone. I don't think I've ever been. I, just kudos. I can't even yeah, the I, words. I'm going to tell
2: you, like, I really thought it was dope. But I wanted him to die harder. I didn't want it to be like a heart attack or something typical like that.
0: But we love I him. Wanted, Why do you want him to I suffer? Know, like, bad. it was
2: such a big build up from the beginning. We have been waiting from the first season to figure out how this man died. We have. You know what I'm saying? So, a heart attack? <laughs> that's what you're going to do to us? I feel like he should have blew up in the house trying to be a hero or something like that. It wasn't enough
0: dramatization for Speaking me. Speaking of the house... All of my hatred that I've had towards Rebecca has officially been moved to Kate. Because
2: yeah.
0: he the only reason he is dead is because he loved her so much he went back in that house for that damn dog. damn dog. That oh, dog. First of all, Rebecca so said, get off the roof, come down here, do not go in there for that dog. But Kate, crying selfish ass, was crying about that yes. damn dog, and he went and got that dog for but her. You know, oh her defense, my god.
2: In her defense, she carries the weight of that every day of her grown as she should. Fat ass
0: life. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> As, as she should. Yeah. That that is. You know what? They always say you you get something for doing something bad. Just like they say, Alicia Keys lost her voice because she was an adulterer. Kate will always be a big bitch because she's the reason why her daddy is dead, is and I will never forgive I her. I will never Let forgive her.
1: Interject. Number one, <laughs> it is not appropriate to fat shame or to identify no, or She's attack. morbidly obese. It's
0: Morbid. This, this and is. that is not a suit because Toby wears a suit. Kate is not real. She's a fictitious <laughs> character. They are attacking
1: an
2: actress. Okay.
1: This is Kate we just is okay. We it mad is at not
2: her. real. We mad at her right now.
0: Okay. Yeah, but so mad. mad. It, so mad so mad so mad
1: as long as you love who you are it does not matter your size it doesn't matter what, we're just mad at right. you
0: okay very mad at you because jack would still be alive if it wasn't for you being a selfish oh, little girl
2: okay. i totally disagree we can
1: move on i'm upset say that, so upset know, what's meant dog. to be is going to be that regardless. you want
0: your dog or your daddy come on now You can get a new dog Let me tell you this. You can get a new dog.
2: Let me take the weight out for her. Because he didn't have to go back in. He was the sucker that went back in.
0: He went back in because she's always been low self esteem and
2: sad. I hear that. And he
0: wants to please her and make her happy because she's so sad and all that. You
2: your own mind. It's the fire or me?
0: that's and not what he's thinking about me. he sees his little girl the only daughter he has crying out thinking for this dog dog that's not what he was thinking in the moment he wanted to be the hero he wanted to be I'm happy from, for her I'm
1: from Rue, Mississippi and that would have been a hot dog that day.
0: Listen, it would have been a hot dog any day of the yeah,
1: week. It wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have been. Oh, yeah. She should feel bad. Other highlights from the episode. So, we talked about, you know, I agree. Mandy Moore did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Uh, kudos to her. I hope that she finally gets her recognition as an actress and oh, the yes. performer that she deserves. I'm a Mandy Moore fan. I think she's had some ama- uh, some phenomenal songs. She was entangled. Uh, love that voice. She had I a love mediocre her. singing career. But sure she, she was, nice. Have you seen the, the cartoon Tangled? Very good. If you haven't, check it out. She did a great Job. She's That's another
2: one that sings black.
1: I think Mandy Moore has a beautiful voice. Um, yeah. this was, but what other highlights in the I thought
0: it was. Really- For sure a highlight was seeing Tess become a social worker. I did not know they were gonna jump into the future like that. That completely threw me off. I didn't see that coming. Oh yeah. I but I funny. love that element of Tess being that social worker because honestly the whole build up had me thinking that little boy was about to be their next foster child. Right. And then when they showed that it was actually like they jumped to the future and Tess was growing you know, Randall was an old man. I'm really
2: excited about that because it showed me the show is going to have longevity. Yes! I yeah. need that. Because uh-huh.
0: if y'all going to put Randall in old man makeup, oh, yeah. keep this show going for 28 going. seasons. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yes! Keep it going. But
1: I love saying, it. My- and it was also good because there was actually rumors out there last week that they thought Randall was going to eventually die. He would be the next yeah. character to go. Yeah. So that shows that Randall That
0: confirmed going- he will not be dying. He will not
1: be Randall dying. is going to continue He's going to be, gonna be but an old man. I like man. the show overall
2: because Anybody who has a family can relate to it You know like I grew up resenting uh, Things that my dad did to me But what I like about this show is That it shows everybody's perspective Of one happening You know what I'm saying Everybody has something different That they feel about a certain situation That's happening And I feel like this show does a good job At showcasing that you know. It
0: does. It it speaks a lot about fatherhood. That's a um, a central type of topic that's on the show, and I absolutely love it. Like you said, everybody can relate to it. Mm-hmm. I relate to how Kate and her father's relationship is, and how he was able to like help her realize like you're beautiful and you're a great person yeah. and all those different things when she didn't feel that as a child. Because my dad was also that type of person. Yeah. And shout to him. I love him to death. My dad is the reason why I know that that I'm dope and I'm amazing and that all these other little boys ain't doing what they need to be doing and a lot of women don't have that in their lives and they show that on the show like Jack was that figure Kate needed he gave her that confidence that she needed and a lot of girls don't have that but for the women like myself that did have that we are very appreciative and I love my daddy and I hope he listens to this podcast shout out to you
1: yeah. So one, I think the best thing about the episode was the writing. For me, it oh, was yeah. a beautifully written episode, and um, they really put their heart into it. And I really appreciated how each character deals with uh, the dad's death in very different ways. Oh, yeah. And I really appreciated how you know Kate wallows in her pain. And Randall overcompensates and tries to overly celebrate. Mm -hmm. And then it was, you know, Kevin, who is my favorite character on the show, and the fact that he just simply self medicates with either sex and alcohol to always deal. And because now he's going to sobriety, he had to face this death. And for him, it was really real in a way that it probably hadn't been real for him before. And I think that's something that many addicts deal with. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really beautiful and touching. And it was also really touching how the mom deals with this by cooking this man's favorite Mm -hmm. lasagna every year to then relive that moment. And that's really on one hand kind of like very depressing, but on the other end, probably very, very positive and reassuring that you can live that moment over again. And that, you know, God gives Mm -hmm. us the opportunity to relive experiences through the memories, whether it's taste, sight, sound Mm -hmm. and experiences. I thought that was really, really good. Mm hmm. And you also had
2: that moment of, um, I was here. I feel like everybody that lives should have that moment, I was here. Like the father died, but you can tell because he carried on such a great presence that he existed, you know what I'm saying? He exists in their lives today, kind of like you were saying about your grandmother earlier before we start the podcast, right? You know, so
1: yeah, for anyone who really knows me, although you know my real name. Is it shared? Anyone who knows me, you know that my grandmother uh, was the love of my life, and there's a lot of personal memories that I share with people that matter to me, like Perry Meeks and Mm -hmm. Tadsy. From there, I think it's time to go into our final up-down clown and products that we Mm love. Is there a product, guys, that you're just in love with this week?
0: I think um, the product that actually saved me this week will have to go to Chick-fil-A's Cookies.
1: The Chick fil A chocolate chip co- chocolate chunk cookie.
0: Yes. Tessie, why? Um, so this is my hormonal week, and for it, those
1: of you listening out there who could not tell.
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Shh we are not going to shame women for having no. menstrual cycles. In so no way. No so way take that. that back, That
1: Dini. wasn't you meant for that. It's just saying that Tansy's been extremely mean to me the whole day. And it's OK, because I love her, <laughs> and I accept this abuse. She's typically abusive, but it's an abuse caused <laughs> Leveled towards me.
0: Either way, that chocolate chip cookie saves my life. It just oh, makes me God. feel better. God. I'm not in the best mood. Um, so shout out to Chick-fil-A. They really do have you the best cookies. Drink this Mayomi
1: Pinot Noir
0: like you were in a great mood. <laughs> I did. I probably had a whole <laughs> bottle by myself tonight, honestly. So I don't drink. Oh it. my god. Hmm. Here we go. <laughs> Perry, what
2: well, is your product of the week? <laughs> well, shout out to Platinum Wet. I really enjoyed it. That sounds so kind of nasty. What is that? Uh, it's lubricant. All those you listeners outside who uh, have practiced safe <laughs> sex. <sets? laughs>
0: Listen, I wish <laughs> well, y'all could see <laughs> Dee Dee's face right now. Oh my god.
2: If you want to try some good stuff that's really slick without being too greasy and wet, just the right type of, um, you know, you can still feel the friction, try platinum wet. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, good shout out to Platinum like,
2: you're
1: sexually active. I don't have a product. Make sure you go. Got D. D.
2: <laughs>
1: As a matter of fact, we probably will never do the segment cop <laughs> again um, after
0: that. DD what is your product? I do you totally have one. <laughs> you really don't have a product like together that, that took all the
1: products out the shelf. Hey. okay, so um,
0: <laughs> it's really time for us to transition from product of the week to um the up the down and the clown so this week perry you're gonna talk about our up what's our up for the week perry
2: the up is the queen's court i love them it's my you know so what is, i didn't, what is a queen's court the Queen's Court is Kaya and uh, T.S. Madison. They have something similar to this, like a podcast. But, you know, like, they do it. What is it? Live Facebook, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Facebook Live. It's yeah. a Facebook Live video. It
2: is so funny. They talk about all the, you know, current stuff that's happening. Kind of like we're doing right now. But they are just gutter rats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> you know, like, they just, just, just say it like it is.
0: They you know drink straight Hennessy on the show. Hennessey. like. They put some Hennessy on rocks, and they started talking about your life. I
2: love it. It's no filter at all, and it's really just my guilty pleasure. You mm-hmm. know, like, I know that they're not talking. Everything is negative. No positive stuff. They're trashing everybody, but it is so fun to see. So, you got to get into it,
1: D.D. It's called The Queen's Court. court. Yes. So, i want going to check this out on Instagram and Facebook and kind of learn more about Kaya and T.S. Madison. Yes. And
2: Queen's Court. It is so lit. You'll
1: love it. So, this week's The down.
0: The down is definitely going to have to go to the Dodge commercial that was shown during the Super Bowl that had MLK as their spokesperson. Now, I just need you all to go Google this commercial so that you can go see it. Basically, they're using MLK to sell a Dodge Ram truck. Um, And when I saw the commercial, I was like, you know what? Somebody in the King family is broke. And they're using this man's name to collect some coins, which is disappointing because I do not think... MLK is laying in his grave like, yeah, use my face and my quotes to sell people uh, pickup Mm -hmm. trucks. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I was highly disgusted with that commercial. I could not believe it. And Reverend
1: Bernice King said in a social media message that neither the center nor King personally were the governing authorities who could have licensed the use. So she said, we didn't do this. And the Kings didn't do this. But her brother, Dexter King, did. Uh, This came from... Dexter
0: must be broke.
1: Dodge did indeed have permission to use the audio... Uh, through intellectual properties management as a license of the King Estate. Dexter Scott King is an organization's CEO and CFO, and he is the one who get authorized the use of this uh, in the ad. So, I
2: don't know. Was it
1: really that offensive? I have two opinions
2: about it. I feel like, you know, Dr. King's (laughs) legacy is so wonderful that I don't feel like it should be minimized by a Dodge commercial. But at the same time, I feel like, he needs to be recognized and relevant in today's society. And if that's a Dodge commercial does it, I'm
1: here for it. Right. You. So what they say No, said that was... the thing
0: is, no, that's not okay. Yes, he needs to be recognized and acknowledged in today's society, but not via trying to make money. They're using his legacy to try to sell trucks and that's a problem. Like put him on a television show, make another documentary, do something to let young people know who the hell he is, but don't try to use him to sell a truck. Managing I can't get director, with
1: that tidwell explained how Dodge obtained a legal okay to use Lake King's voice. When Ram approached the King Estate with the idea of featuring Dr. King's voice in a new built-to-serve commercial, we were pleasantly surprised at the existence of the Ram Nation volunteers and their efforts. We learned that as a volunteer group, the Ram owners they serve through uh everything from natural disaster relief to blood drives to community volunteer initiatives. Uh they do all that with the organization. Once the final creative was presented for approval it was reviewed to ensure that it met all of our standards of integrity and clearances we found that the overall message of the ad embodied Dr. King's philosophy that true greatness is achieved by serving others thus we decided to be a part of RAM's built to serve football program that comes from um, the managing de- from from Eric Schaefer uh, statement about why that could be used no thanks. But again, I agree <laughs> that it was misappropriation and maybe not appropriate. So I can agree with that being the down. And from there we go to the clown.
0: Dee, Dee what is our clown? So this feet? is
1: something that I think I mentioned it before. It continuously bothers me because I have mentioned it on a previous episode. I was <laughs> There was a recent video that came out that showed uh, children in a school dancing in a cafeteria on tables and chairs. During the school day, because they were excited that they received tickets to the Black Panther movie. Number one, I'm angry, and I think it's absolute clownery that children are dancing at schools in a non-performing arts class. I feel as though class time is sacred. When you're in school, you're there to learn, and that's what should be happening. In addition to that, they're celebrating the fact that they're going to be out of school to see a movie. You yeah. mean, You're losing class I mean, time I mean, I You're feel- losing instructional time In the school day To go and see a film that has Very little educational value Contrary to popular belief Wakanda is not a country In Africa
0: I saw a tweet that said somebody thought Wakanda Was one of Tony Braxton's sister's names
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's really messed up but I'm going to tell you I feel like as a former teacher mm-hmm. I really feel like it's okay for them to celebrate the Black Panther movie. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, like, I feel like I would have made that into a field trip because it's such a movement right now for black people, and I feel like it should be celebrated because, like, look, come on now. We've been waiting forever to have this Black Panther movie come out. We've been fighting and scraping for it forever. So to take time out to acknowledge the empowerment that, you know, black people
1: deserve, I feel like it's okay. Not as a field trip. That's something that's meant to be reserved with as parent time, family time. But and did they
0: say that they were going on a school day?
1: I hope that they weren't. And I'm not wanting to talk about this school. You know, I'm just talking about the whole entire phenomenon of having little kids dancing for social media praise and likes at school when they should be in school learning and again the fact that so many people are praising it and that you guys are the ones liking it what about the kid who's reciting a famous poem or giving a phenomenal speech or who is out here writing a phenomenal poem or writing a phenomenal short story and they're reciting that I want to see children praised but I want them to be praised for the academic and intellectual pursuits that I really want to promote true excellence in all of our communities not singing and dancing kids get a lot of singing and dancing what ages were home. they? The ones middle, middle school. school. The they ones on school. this particular video, although I don't want to say they're in school, this particular video, these kids are in their middle school age children. Well, you know, one of the subjects they teach in middle school
2: is history. They do, but they don't teach Black history. This is a Black history moment that's not going
1: to yep. be in their textbook. And the fact that so many African Americans had to perform for non-African Americans is another part of the history, and I don't like to see it capitalized in that way. So I think that wraps up part two of this amazing interview with the one and only Perry Meeks. You can find him again on social media at Donald Perry Funk on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This has been a pleasure to record with our amazing hostess. Tazzy Woo! home. Woo! Yes, Let's
0: talk yeah. Tazzy. Yes. And so,
1: right. If you want to find Tazzy on her personal social media, she is at Let's Talk Tazzy on Instagram. And you can always please do follow us at the 3 Plus 1 Podcast on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Thank you for joining. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Good night.